0: Welcome to Doing Reviews. It's time once again for Matthew and Stephen to sit down and take a look at a book that's brand new this week. Flash: The state of New York has a new leadership. As the Justice Party sweeps recent city and state elections. In Albany, newly elected Governor Whiting wastes no time after his inauguration, but immediately puts plans into motion. In a midnight session, Whiting's Justice Party uh, allies in the State House pass a, 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 a new legislation. Chief among the new governor's pro- uh, reforms is the creation of a New York Bureau of Investigation, a law enforcement agency with far reaching powers. Hundreds of new recruits are sworn in as agents of the Bureau in a public ceremony by Governor Whiting himself. Like paladins of old, this legion in black armor held a new day dawning for the state and a renewed emphasis on the rule of law. But, Matthew, what happens if these people are enforcing their law? What happens if these people (laughs) are full of criminals and bad guys with their own plans in mind? Who will come and serve not the law, Matthew, but justice? Batman. It's a cavalcade of costumed heroes There's in masks. Number two from Chris Roberson, There's art by Dennis Calero, Batman. letterer There's Simon Bolin, Batman. out this week from Dynamite super Entertainment. Super girl, Batman. Well, you mentioned Batman because um, the black bat uh, origin is revealed here. We also yeah. see Miss Fury, a well, Marvel character from nineteen forty-three.
1: Miss Fury is not a Marvel character per se. Miss Fury is kind of a, a traveling thingy, I believe.
0: Yeah, Marvel on their website claims her as theirs, so it's it's one of those weird uh things in uh copyright law. Um but uh you know, this issue the way the last issue ended is uh, you know, the state of New York has Basically, the the criminals are running the state and they're doing everything that they they want, and including having these masked thugs uh, shake down people in the streets. And basically, they are shaking down everyone from Rafael Vega, a new transplant from California who's here to uh, show his art Mm -hmm. off, who gets uh, arrested. Yes, Don Diego de la Vega. Yes. In fact, his father instilled with him. No, his father instilled uh, him with a lot of uh, respect for justice and the law. Um, So these thugs, I mean, these policemen are just kind of shaking down average everyday citizens. And basically, if you don't pay this tax that we decided we want to implement right this minute, then we're going to go throw you in jail. And of course, some people don't like that, like Tony Quinn. And he wants to fight the system, but everyone Mm -hmm. is just following this new law. And it's uh, pretty bad. And that's why the shadow, the green hornet, Kato, and the spider mm-hmm. are all willing that's to fight issue. for this. And that's yes. where this issue opens up. With uh, That's where
1: last issue ended.
0: Yeah, that's where this issue opens up with uh, the thugs doing their thuggy things, Miss Fury changing in the alley and running into uh, Jethro Dumont, the green the llama. The
1: green llama.
0: And they uh, go off to fight and their
1: battle cry of,
0: they go off to fight. Uh, some of these thugs.
1: Different kind of
0: llama. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, the Green Hornet. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting because he was never a fighter, right? Uh, it, it kind of. Or not that good of a fight. fighter.
1: The telev- I think, the television version in the '60s is the first point where you really see the Hornet being less of a fighter and Cato being the fighter, and the Hornet being the brains. Well, he pretty I much. Say if you go back to the to the radio show, they were both kind of like two fisted, uh, fighty, fighty guys. Yeah,
0: the only reason I say that is here in this fight, when they're fighting, of course, they're having trouble fighting these cops because they're wearing some kind of um, armor or something padding that prevents both the Green Hornet Stinger and the. Um, um, the spider's uh, shock uh, from doing any harm. And, you know, Britt Reed gets punched in the gut once, and he's like, oh, I'm down. Help me. Help me, okay. Kato.
1: Well, he's kind of punched. Uh, these guys are implied to have, like, strength-enhancing armor, which, by the way, is not the last of the weird anachronistic <laughs> moments that you're going to run into.
0: Well, I mean, there's all sorts of problems with... I mean, first of all, we have to, you know, this is not the real universe, right? I mean, this is a different universe where we're allowed to believe that the shadow, the green hornet, the spider, the, the, well, we haven't seen the Avenger yet. Oh, we haven't seen him? No, 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 no. I thought the
1: guy who got the acid in the face was going to become the. No,
0: he's the black bat. He becomes the black bat. Tony Quinn becomes the black bat, which interestingly is. Batman and the Black Bat came out both in 1939, both claimed that they were a copy, copying each other. Uh, and right. they were going to go into I mean basically because their costumes look totally alike. Um they don't uh they don't have the same power set. In fact, uh Tony Quinn in this issue while he's trying to escape, I mean ba- he because he wouldn't uh prosecute Rafael Vega, he's thrown into jail. Rafael Vega who is a descendant we imagine as a descendant of Zorro. Uh, um God, 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 God is is in jail and they're both getting the the cops just decide we're going to just hang you all and so a fight ensues uh, um uh, tony quinn throws this big battery at one of the uh, guards he's holding another battery and a guard shoots it a policeman shoots it the acid sprays in his face now in the um original pulp um origin of the black bat he goes blind from this acid in his eye uh, and so while he's blind, he, you know, enhances his hearing, his smell, his touch. Uh, but then he,
1: he daredevils it
0: yeah, before. Yeah, this is the coo- this is the interesting part. Um, there's a po- a point where he has the ability to have um, uh, eyes, new eyes grafted, new corneas grafted onto his eyes. And he goes through this procedure and something goes a little bit wrong. Not only does he regain his normal sight, but he also finds out that he has the ability to see in the dark. And so he dons this costume of a bat and goes out and fights crime. Now the costume between uh, Batman and, and the black bat was under, I don't know, I guess it got down to a lawsuit, but I guess it was um, uh bill finger who basically said, stepped in and said, Hey, we can work this out. Let me just do this to Batman. And he put these spiky things on the, uh, on Batman's gloves and that resolved the whole issue. Which is, you and know, so now you know bang. why, and now you know why Batman has these spiky things on his gloves because they didn't the want to arrest. get in a lawsuit with the uh, Black Bat. Of oh, the story, yeah.
1: And if you believe in the alternate Earth theories, you know Marvel or DC's alternate Earths, you kind of have to take this as an amalgamated Earth, an Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll call it Earth Earth Seventeen.
0: Earth mass. This story, Earth so Alex Ross,
1: is basically civil pulp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the heroes are being tracked down by the government and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, when issue one was reviewed for the website, I think Danielle did it. Right. She she talked about this issue and went, this happened and this happened. And I'm like, why did that happen? So I went and I read issue one mm-hmm. thinking, hey, why did that happen? And the answer was, I don't know yet. And well, I now read issue two.
0: Well, the the criminals aren't being, the criminals aren't, I mean, the, the good guys aren't being hunted down. It's not like the governor has said, round up all the good guys. It's that the bad guys are in control and they're basically running the city however they want in this, in this, this is the law. And if you don't follow us because we're the lawmakers, then you're a criminal and thus we can punish you or prosecute you. It's corrupt. It's corrupt government, corrupt cops. And, um, the shadow and the green hornet and the spider and Kato, uh, jump in to try to prevent that. And that's how they get into a bit of the hot seat because now they've made the cops angry or these criminal cops angry. And, uh, they go into hiding. And of course the shadow is one going, Hey, we don't, uh, we shouldn't be in hiding. We should be out there doing something. And Brit Reed is just like, Oh, I'm, I got punched in the tummy and I need a few days. I need a few days rest. And, uh, uh, Richard Wentworth, the spider is like, no, let's uh, let's go out and do something. And uh, I do
1: like the moment where they go to ground at mm-hmm. Spider's Mansion, right? And the shadow is standing there, and the shadow is like, even if this is with the entire power of the Wentworth family, right, fortune,
0: right, 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 right. And he's like, and that's right, like, I'm Richard like, Wentworth.
1: Oh, the oh, yuck. Yeah you busted me and then the, the green horn is like and i'm brent reed
0: and, and, the and then they're like, like
1: yes and now like, i know your identities
0: and they're like well who are you and he goes i am the shadow i am the night i am the influence for the dark night
1: i am the wind i and i i really i i simultaneously love and hate that moment <laughs> because it's it's basically three Batmans in a room, and Big Batman says, right, right, right. "I know you, Little Batman." Well, little remember Batman
0: remember that episode of Batman: the, the Brave and the Bold where um, X and Double X uh, split Batman into three separate Batmans? The really grumpy yes. Batman, which is uh, the Shadow, the the laid back uh, hippie Batman, which is Britt Reed, and then the yeah, and then the regular Batman, the guy that's kind of yeah, let's get this done, is the Spider. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah,
1: and it's it's fascinating to look at this because there's no reason for Britt Reed to unmask.
0: No, there isn't.
1: And it's a moment where Wentworth is like, "Ha ha, you have me. I am the spider," and the Green Hornet is like, "Ha ha, I'm joining in. Let's all be pals." And the, and the Shadow is like, "No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am the Shadow." Well, I mean, there's, but I do love the 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 facial expressions mm-hmm. throughout that bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, uh, you know, right. I uh, yeah, I mean the um the, the there's some really good art here in this issue, I think. To a point. Yeah. The eyes are a little weird in how he colors the uh the irises with the the concave portion of the iris how I think he's got just a little bit too much shadow in the upper portion mm-hmm. of the iris so everybody looks like they have some kind of weird half cat eye thing going.
1: Yeah. Uh, for me, the art is probably the most successful part of this because it I don't like when people say this is just fan fiction as though fan fiction were. Well,
0: but it's but it's not fan fiction. I mean, it's to an extent. I mean, mean, all comic books are fan fiction, right?
1: Do you remember that episode of Family Guy?
0: No, I don't watch. uh, Honestly, I don't watch Family Guy.
1: Okay, Peter Griffin started writing erotica. He started
0: writing <laughs>
1: adult novels for people, right? <laughs> and uh, the adult novels were titled things like The Hot Chick from My Work Who's Asian or maybe <laughs> Chinese or something. Yeah. And that's kind of what this feels like because things happen just kind of because they happen. We well, open the issue, Miss Fury meeting the Green Llama. Why? Right. Because?
0: That's coincidence.
1: And then the characters take off their masks for no real reason. Because it happens. Well,
0: but again, you say because it happens, but go back and again watch a Justice League cartoon where everyone's like, oh no, we must protect our secret identity. And Bruce Batman is just like Clark Kent, D- Dinah Prince, uh, Wally West, you know, and everyone's like, what? And then they have to unmask themselves. So it's not uncommon that the superheroes at some point are going to come together. And in Wentworth's case, his cover is blown. Now, Britt Reed, why he does it is. Uh, Maybe a little bit more contrived, but uh, Wentworth really doesn't have the spider doesn't really have an out for this. Um, I will say, as far as art goes and the part that's rather disappointing going from the first issue, which is all painted by Alex Ross. You know, Lamont Cranston doesn't look like the shadow normally. He looks like a normal guy, yet the way Alex Ross painted him in the first issue it's very clear that Lamont Cranston and The Shadow have the same giant beak, and yeah. it should be obvious to Reed that, oh, I'm talking to Lamont Cranston, who is The Shadow. Now, there could be an argument made by Chris Roberson, who I like and who I like his writing. There could be an, an argument being made that The Shadow is a different person taking over, um, right. taking over Cranston's body. And yeah. I'll be honest, I haven't read The Shadow series since about issue four. So I don't know what's going on there because there were some implications that the two are very different people uh, in the voting men's minds. Yeah.
1: Well, and, you know, in the original continuity, the shadow is not Lamont Cranston. The shadow is Kent Allard taking over the identity of the murdered Lamont Cranston. Right, right, right. Most people don't realize his original name in Japan was Gyro Robo.
0: No, I don't think it was the moment,
1: (laughs) the moment that you mentioned where the Green Hornet gets punched once and he's like, oh, no, I'm out of the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is there are a number of moments where it feels like in the name of, you know, in the name of plot points, Mm -hmm. we get to a certain bit. Well, or we we jump to a conclusion where I'm not entirely sure that I feel like the story should naturally or. The, the, it, it didn't give me enough. There's a moment in the middle of the fight where Kato is like, yeah, I am the Kato. And the shadow says, ah, I see you have studied the arts of ninjutsu. And Kato, who is known for being dark and mysterious, is like, yes, Mr. Shadow, I am a well-trained ninja. Someday I will tell you about it. No,
0: he doesn't say that. He says, <laughs> says the equivalent of that. No, he says, I, uh, yes, you might say, in fact, that I have studied the shadow ways, meaning that he knows the same techniques that the shadow knows. And that is somewhat of a benefit as they're trying to escape because the shadow is trying to cloud so many cops minds that they can't. So Kato is like, hey, let me help us escape by throwing down one of his uh, little ninja smoke bombs and they escape. Right. Right. Now, we're telling the story totally out of order, but I mean, we're jumping back and forth a lot.
1: The things that I enjoy once once the heroes go to ground. Right. We find, you know, the we find the murder. We get a little tiny bit of backstory. On the character that everyone is presuming is going to, you know, take up his father's mantle.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we do because see a Zorro, moment. You
1: know, Zoro did take place before.
0: What do you mean? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it took place a long time ago because, uh, you know, maybe people don't know. But Britt Reed is the nephew uh, of uh, the Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger. Yeah. John Reed, yeah. Right. So there's a relationship, and as we've talked before, the Lone Ranger and Zorro with the whole Death of Zorro thing, uh, there's a little crossover bit. So it's not totally – it's not – Dynamite has crossed these properties over before, to be honest. I mean, when they did the Lone uh, Ranger-Zorro bit, they crossed those over. Um, uh,
1: Characters have cross-pollinated when they've gone to different places. I mean, the Shadow meant Batman. Right. And the Green Hornet crossed over with uh, oh, What's-His-Face. With uh, Flash Gordon, mm-hmm. whomever it was. Now there is a.
0: a you were talking about uh, Rafael Vega, uh, the descendant mm-hmm. of Zorro, and you're talking about using a sword. There's a moment when they're trying to get away from being hung, and you see um, uh, Vega grab a baton, and you see there's a very nice middle mid page um, panel where he's basically using that baton, and he is in a fe- in a in a uh, fencer's pose or you know a, a stance. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he's using that baton as a, as a sword. And so it's, you can get the idea that yes, he will, especially when by the end of this issue, everybody knows that they are in the big deep hurt. And the final panel is Vega and a very bandaged up, uh, Quinn hiding and wondering what is going to happen to them. Are they going to get caught? Are they going to all, all die?
1: Right. And the rest of the people that they were with are, in fact, hanged to death Yeah, yeah, by these these evil guys. Yeah, I think that my biggest problem with this issue is. The pages feel like we're moving so fast that almost yeah. everything feels like an unfinished sentence.
0: I was trying to find out how uh, this is not an ongoing series. Uh, no, I think
1: it's an eight issue limited.
0: And so that may be part of the reason why we need to push this along. Um. And so, part of the pacing didn't really bother me as much. Uh, I, you know, I really wasn't bothered by this uh, pacing. Um, and for pulp's, for pulp stories, oftentimes that's the case where you're cutting back and forth very quickly between uh, what's going on with the with the different characters. I guess mm-hmm. for me, I guess the biggest disappointment was the looming Alex Ross influence in this. You know, he did project, was it Project Superpowers? Was that what it was? Yeah. Where Mm -hmm. he brought back the Green Llama. And I don't think Miss Fury was part of that. But the moment that the Miss
1: Fury was, she didn't actually show up. They had, they had like Miss Liberty. They
0: They had Miss Liberty in in Project Super. Yeah. But the minute that the Green Llama showed up in this book, I was kind of like, oh, I was really hoping that it was just going to be Green Hornet, Zorro, the Spider, and the Shadow.
1: Well, and the, the Green Llama is an interesting case because he had a long, he had a long pulp.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: That was separate of his comic book incarnation. And I, I, you know, in, in the mindset of I'm trying to put this together and, and, you know, the spirit of giving, you could make the argument that this is the Green Llama from the pulps. Yeah, yeah. Rather than the comic book version. And the comic book version ended up in Project Superpowers. But this, the failing, I don't want to say failings, but the, um, The flaws inherent in project superpowers are still in play with masks, and that is by the end of this issue, there are eight main characters in play. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a a foursome that we saw last month who showed up, and honestly, last month, if you know who the Green Hornet, the Shadow, and the Spider are... Right, you're going to have a pretty good idea of what's going on. Right, if you don't know, they're not necessarily going to give you anything. No, granted, I mean this is the age of the of the Wikipedia when you right. can find out everything you need to know about the Hornet. But right. At the end of this issue, then we add, you know, the Black Fury or Miss Fury, however they're calling her. You've got the Black Bat. You've got, you know, the Green Llama.
0: <laughs> you know, and I would be surprised El-Zoro. if they. I, I would be surprised if they get the Avenger in here because they don't have an Avenger series. These are. These are ones that are really owned by uh, well, dynamite. They're, well they're well and the question of even license because aren't some of these I mean uh, uh Condé Nast still owns um um the Shadow and I'm pretty sure they still own the Spider. They're
1: licensed oh. to, these are licensed properties all of them. Uh even Miss even Miss dynamite Fury.
0: And what about Green Llama well, because aren't those both in public domain because that was the whole thing about Project yes. Superpowers is they were bringing back
1: To some degree, yeah. Well, the Miss Fury thing is complicated because she appeared in comics as the Black Fury, or in as in comic strips as the Black Fury, mm-hmm. virtually the same time that she appeared as Miss Fury. Ah, okay. I'm pretty sure Miss Fury, at least part of Miss Fury, is public domain because she showed up in AC Comics, which kind of did the same thing as Project Superpowers, you know, only to my mind a little bit better. I shouldn't say that because that's just rude. But what this, you know, what this really comes down to, I know that Zorro is still owned by the Zorro people and Green Hornet is owned owned by the Green Hornet people. Mm -hmm. And the Green Hornet people are very, very specific about what they want from their Green Hornet. Because the now comics version of Green Hornet that I loved in the 90s got shut down because it wasn't Hornety Mm -hmm. enough for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the Black Terror may be in play based on some of the solicits that I've seen so far. Uh, if you remember the black Oh, terror. he's the one with Mostly the, known the, for having X,
0: the The skull and crossbones. Yeah, the skull and crossbones. Now, is not he the... the Im-
1: kid sidekick named Tim.
0: Now, was he not the inspiration for uh, the Hangman in the Watchmen series?
1: Uh, you mean Hooded Justice?
0: Yes, Hooded Justice. Yeah, sorry.
1: Well, I d- Hooded Justice, yes, could have that as an influence. I believe that... There's also Archie Comics Hangman who had a similar motif. Mm, okay, so yeah, there's probably a lot of that going on.
0: You know, to be honest, I, I and I just I read both of these issues back to back, uh, and I just really liked the story. I think that it's moving at a really good pace. I think it's moving at something that I would expect in a pulp book. And if they're trying to get all these heroes together for that final. You know, da da da. We're walking down the street in slow motion together. The formation right, the of our, Powerwall. yeah, we're we're the formation of our of our league of our cavalcade of costumed uh, heroes. Um, Did you just say? League? <laughs> um, well, our our team of our, of our Batman. our team of people who will avenge the uh, downtrodden. How about that? Would that is that what you prefer? Our
1: our pulp Avengers. Yes, if you will. Yes.
0: I think that it's moving at a really good pace for that. Now, there are some things that are forced upon the reader right from the beginning, that the government is automatically corrupt. This isn't something that has crept along. This is something that has happened virtually overnight. Um, So that's that's somewhat problematic. I was disappointed about seeing the Green Llama. I honestly thought we were going to be looking at four or five heroes, not eight, ten, maybe more in this book. I mean, if we get all the project, if we get all the project superpowers, people in there, I'm going to be even more disappointed, but I do like, I I do like this mashup of pulp characters sharing adventures. I mean, the, the one time that we, you you know, you see the, the shadow and doc Savage team up over at DC comics. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. Um, when you saw Batman in the shadow or Batman and and Sherlock Holmes, or when you see, or,
1: the Spirit and uh, Doc Savage. Yeah, and that other guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, first wave. See, the, man, I, I was going to bring this up. Uh, you know, DC has lost the rights to Doc Savage, the Avenger, and uh, I forget who else they had in that first wave. They're keeping the Spirit uh, Archives. They had, they had they, the Spirit. They still
1: own the Spirit. They still they own the Black Spirit. Owned.
0: They they own the rights to the Spirit Archives. Um, but they've lo- the rights to to Doc Savage and the others have reverted back. So. It's a shame because there are some really cool moments, especially in DC. Just honestly, they screwed up with first wave. They honestly, they screwed well, up with first wave and they didn't push it the way they could have.
1: In, in modern times, I think, well, their problem.
0: And that's the thing. They didn't sure they the didn't really set it in modern by
1: times. Warner Brothers, which means that it might be, you know, the spirit is owned by DC.
0: Well, the. Um, uh, the word out of uh, Dan DiDio is that they still own the spirit archives, so they still have all of that stuff. Now, they won't be able to do new spirit stuff is my understanding, but they still have mm-hmm. that. But I mean, there are those moments when you see a Doc Savage crossover with another pulp character or you get the reference in the Rocketeer that Doc Savage created. Um, the, the jetpack and cliff and monk and ham all have an adventure in New York. I mean, that's to me, that is really cool stuff. And yeah, it is part, it is probably fan servicey. Um, but it sells right. I mean, or it should sell books and that's ultimately what the publisher is, is wanting to do is sell and hopefully increase awareness about these characters. To be quite honest, I had to go look up and see who Marla Drake was. To find out about Miss Fury, I didn't know anything right. about the character. Green Llama, knew him right off. The the you get
1: in a weird kind of of middle ground though, because there are and uh, you know I've had conversations with people who are purists about the Shadow or right, about right. Sherlock Holmes or the Green oh, yeah, Hornet, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they say this is not the real Green Hornet, this is not the real Shadow, right? So this is, I mean, this is kind of middle ground for me, and as much as I enjoy seeing. The shadow and the spirit, or not the spirit, the shadow and the spider and the green hornet together. Well, but (laughs) to me, the stretch was Zorro. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, and now Black Fury. And now, you know. Well, we don't know if Black Fury,
0: we don't know if, well, Miss Fury, sure. Um, Yeah, she's the same. But Black Terror, we don't know if Black Terror is coming in on this.
1: Well, he's on the cover of issue three. Oh, is he? So I'm going to go with maybe.
0: All right. Um, Well, who else do we have in Project (laughs) Superpowers? The Patriot?
1: Uh, most of the project superpowers guys would not fit this motif
0: because they were uh, there, there captured was, in a jar and sent to the future. Yank. Oh, the Fighting Yank—that's who I'm thinking of.
1: There was the Fighting Yank. There was Catman. There was Captain Future. There was Captain Victory. There was Captain Flag. There was Captain uh, Jack Harkness. Uh,
0: oh Captain my gosh! I, I am just now look. I am now just looking at this cover to uh, issue three.
1: Yeah, and if you—I uh, mean, if we look at this, wait, uh, oh, for um, me.
0: Who's that guy in the is that that must be the black bat in the background but it doesn't look bat like his eyes aren't covered up. So I okay. wonder if we're seeing yet another person, two other characters. Are you looking at the
1: cover of Masks number 3?
0: Masks number 3 with Black Terror front and center with the gangster shooting his chest. I don't yeah, know who that is, sure is above that, Miss Fury. It could be the uh, Black Bat.
1: I think that's Zorro. No,
0: Zorro's, uh, Zorro's over Zorro's on the there. left side. So, I don't know. There's uh, a Zorro. I uh, I
1: think that's the black bat above Miss Fury.
0: Okay. I'll, I'll go with that. Um,
1: but. See, my problem with this and I, you know, I, I don't feel like the pacing is as good as you find it, because for me, the pacing is a question of what am I looking at? Last issue I got basically. Okay. Now they're fighting. Mm hmm. So, so I have these four characters in play, and this issue just picks that up, and now the fight is over. And here's four more characters, or mm-hmm. two sets of two. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's a lot going on that expects me to come in knowing who these characters are. Well, I, you know, I believe that there's an expectation for me that I'm already a fan or at least familiar with these well, characters. To be there's to be no honest though,
0: to be honest though, Dynamite has been. Publishing Project Superpowers. They have been publishing the Shadow. They have been publishing the Green Hornet. They have been publishing the Spider. They have been publishing books.
1: But this is not in any of those companies. I know. I read the Green that, Hornet. I read yeah. the Spider. I read issue one of the Shadow. And this is not those. This is something entirely different. That that but I you're feel fam- like. But,
0: but if you read those, you have some familiarity with the characters. That's what I'm. But I don't at. think that
1: everybody does. And I think that you know, just from the well, from I telling mean, a story, telling a story in these two issues, I feel mm-hmm. like I would like to have a little bit more. Now, you know, you don't need to explain why these eight characters exist in the same world because that's fan wank to me. But you need to give me something more than you know. And now they fight, which is uh, kind of what it felt like. The bad guys are bad, but and then the heroes come out and they shoot, and that's fine. so.
0: Explain how this is worse than the New 52 Justice League and that first arc that Didn't they had say there. say it was
1: worse than the New 52 Justice League. It's a case of uh, angry apples and sexy oranges. And <laughs> really, the same flaws are in play. It's an expectation at this point where people are buying this book because they know the characters. And Justice League of America or Justice League under the New 52, you're buying this because you know the characters. There's no real development given and the closest thing that we get to a really good character moment is the shadow uh outing wentworth and then the green the green hornet kind of outing himself and the shadow going i am the shadow yeah, yeah. that's a strong moment for the shadow it's not a strong moment for the green hornet it feels uncharacteristic for the hornet it makes the hornet look like a goob uh you know especially combined well with
0: but he was already but he was already kind of outed already um, because but it still makes him look like a goob. Well, but you know, as a lot of people see him portrayed and a lot of people are going to remember him from the TV series, whether they've got it bootlegged or whether they've, they've, you know, DVR'd it on, on up all night with, the uh, <laughs> on the USA network. Um, I was they're going to, this
1: last weekend.
0: They're going to say, Hey, this guy is kind of a doof. And if they've seen the green Hornet movie, the the what's-his-face movie they're gonna say yeah this guy is yeah. kind of a doof
1: that that movie has no bearing on the television i
0: know show. but pe- this is but, what people are seeing and this is what people are, are no! bringing into that no yeah they Wrong! are matthew if people what, yes 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 <laughs> it's the same it's the same problem that people have when they go and see an avengers movie and then they go and pick up a copy of the avengers and they're like Who's this little flying around person and this little tiny guy that grows up to a giant guy? This isn't any Avenger stuff that I saw on the movie screen. And by God, I've seen that movie 50 times. So I'm a super fan of the Avengers and I know everything there is about the Avengers. It's kind of the same thing going into this. People are going to bring their perceptions into that.
1: Is the equivalent of saying that if I didn't like The Hobbit, it's it's because I'm not familiar enough with the source material. Yeah, some people are are going to say this argument. But it's a BS argument. I should not have to be familiar with source material to enjoy something on its own merits. And this story so far has been a little breakneck for me in terms of the. uh,
0: Well, but I mean, I mean, let me ask you this. What what do you want? Do you want a little uh, editorial box that says, hey, this is Miss Fury, just like in Legion of Superheroes, where you've got 50 million characters that are dumped on you at once and you're expected to know who they all are? I mean, would a, would a little dialogue box help you in that way?
1: It might, actually, but that's not necessarily what I'm referring to. This throws us into battle. We see a girl walk down a hallway, then change into a cat mask, mm-hmm. and then go, oh, look, and then all of a sudden, boom, they leap out into a fight. Right. Right. Last issue, we had the Green Hornet in action, and all of a sudden, then the Shadow shows up to fight the Green Hornet. And the Green Hornet and the Shadow have a moment of, oh, hello, guy with hat. I am another guy with hat. And then the issue ends, and then the spider shows up and says, hey, I too have a hat. Can we all be friends? I felt like last issue started as though it was issue three of four, and this feels like issue five. So not only does it feel like last issue, I jumped into the middle of something. Having read last issue and picking up this, issue, I feel like I've been jumped further down the story.
0: Well, I guess then the, then the, those people... Not necessarily a whole lot of development. I, I guess those people who say that they hate the plot elements being drawn out again and again and again will really like this series. It depends. I mean, I thought the pacing was fine, if to be honest. I read these back to back. I know, <laughs> I know enough about the shadow. I know enough about the Green Hornet. I know enough about the spider. And that's all I really need to know. Now, are we getting different origins of the black bat. Are we seeing a different Zorro and how they're adapting that? Yeah. And I think they're doing an okay job with it. I honestly think this is an. I think the story wise, as far as reading them back to back is, is fine. Uh, And it worked Mm. for me art wise. If you're reading these art wise, if you're reading these back to back, I'm really disappointed in this series so far from the art. Because in on the one hand, your first issue, you get Alex Ross art. And I know you have your problems with Alex Ross. This issue, you get a totally different artist, a totally different art style with the heavy dynamite blacks. And those two back to back are very jarring with one another to me.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, that's, you know, that's something else that when you if you were to read this in collected form, you get to the end of chapter one and you jump to chapter two. Right. on the Next page. Right. That's, that's going to be problematic. I, by no means am I saying that this is subpar. I'm saying that I wanted it to be better. I wanted it to be super awesome because what we're breaking down here is these are kind of the, the building blocks, the prototypes, the er examples of the superheroes that we read now. Sure. And what we're getting so far in issue one or two feels an awful lot like a, you know, the standard superhero crossover Infinity Gauntlet thing, which I had, you know, I, I I hadn't really thought of these characters in that context. And I feel like putting characters like the Shadow and the Green Hornet in what feels kind of like a standard comic book crossover is kind of doing them an injustice. You know, I'm not... Almost yeah, I mean, I can I can see on, your
0: nah. argument on that. I, I don't agree with you, but I can see where your argument is coming from in that yeah. these characters and, shouldn't cross over.
1: Well, not that they shouldn't cross over, but if they're going to cross over, I want the crossover to be something hmm, worthy, maybe, or not necessarily
0: even that this is unworthy. Well, we don't I even know that like, because well, the, we haven't reached the climax of the have, story yet.
1: We have bad guys with power suits. Identical bad guys with power suits, right? Which, you know, basically we've got the... They're the stormtroopers. They're, the they're stormtroopers. Yeah. Who's my Darth Vader? Who's, you know, where's my... Where's well, that's, my, that's where's
0: the thing. Brother? We don't know, is the governor inherently bad? I mean, you know, why all of right. a sudden did all these criminals gang up together and form this justice party, claiming that they're out exactly. for doing the law right, and then all of a sudden, the minute they seize control, then... You know, they turn into this evil cabal of, you know, uh, of the Sith uh, reveal themselves if you want to if you want to cut it that way. In fact, the opening panel, uh, whenever I first saw it in this issue, the opening panel, I was like, hey, that's a pretty good take on Harrison Ford. Uh, So if you want to kind of go that route, sure, we could go with the Star Wars uh, analogy. Um, We don't know who the the emperor is. We don't know who Palpatine is in real life in this book you know the, uh, who's, and the big, we're 25% who's the big who's the big 5% of the way into the store well who is the big bad in um in the project superpowers who was revealed to be the big bad
1: oh i don't know i couldn't read that thing
0: okay there there was somebody there was somebody that's like this big super bad guy not a oh, space dynamic man maybe that's who it is um, dynamic
1: man yeah he was a villain or so, rather a hero Turned villain.
0: Well, I don't know if they'll go that far in this, but it seems like we it will be revealed of ha ha I am the demon mask and I have been in disguise all along. <laughs> Sick them, guys. And then they'll all have to form together into a giant mask uh, Roboteca, that has to go around and and uh, stomp <laughs> on the on the giant monsters, at which point Matthew yeah. will go, oh, my gosh, Old this strong. is the greatest series ever written. Go, Old yellow ranger. Go, yellow shadow. Go, green hornet.
1: Man, you have totally never watched an episode of Power Rangers. Oh, I have. But again, you know, I think that a lot of this is in the eye of the beholder. I think that for me, 25% of the way into the story, we haven't even introduced all of the characters who are going to be part of this. If the black, you know, the black bat isn't yet the black bat. If the Black Terror is going to be in this, if Tim is going to be in this, you know, there are more guys who could actually they,
0: show there up could, in they, in could they could continue to add them on. They could continue to add them on
1: the American Crusader. could show. I guess, up, you know, part Cavalier, of it, or- part of it
0: that that kind of works, though, in this, Matthew, is that, you know, why do all of these pulp stories for the most part? Uh, Reed is from Chicago. Green Hornets from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, why do all of these pulp heroes, just like in the Marvel Universe? Why do all of these heroes congregate in New York? And so it's
1: well, because that's where the that's where the comics industry right. is.
0: That, I know, but <laughs> yes, but so it's not going to be surprising then if all the heroes are based in New York to see the Avenger pop up in a panel or two or to see Doc Savage fly his uh, helicopter over the city or his arrow. Yeah. What is it, I don't uh, think
1: they have the rights to the problem?
0: No, though. they don't.
1: It would be awesome if they were able to throw in nods to Doc Savage. Oh, it would be. You know, Doc Savage specifically, The Avenger is is probably kind of a slightly lesser level. Although I would in in my hierarchy I'd say the Avenger may be better known than the Spider in some circles. Well,
0: especially since DC made a big push for the Avenger in the backup of the uh uh, first wave Doc Savage tales. Yeah, I think more people would. Yeah, I'm here. pretty
1: sure that the Avenger is now licensed to Moonstone. If I'm not. No,
0: mistaken. they've always had a license for that. They had a concurrent license going on uh, while DC. DC was doing their thing. Moons, Moonstone continued to do their thing. Moonstone mm-hmm. took Moonstone took the the Avenger. And, or, I'm sorry. It's the, uh, they both have the Avenger and the spider. Um mm-hmm. The uh, Moonstone took the the spider character and continued with the crazy wig and the crazy f- uh, fangly yeah. face and continued I it at the same that. time as this spider. But they they've also had uh, they they have the Phantom going on still over there. Um, See, so,
1: there's somebody who could show up in this. Uh, Doesn't
0: Dynamite I, have? I Phantom thought right? that they had the t- Phantom for a while. I don't know if they still do. That's who I was kind of yeah, half that, expecting the to show last up. Phantom. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't that from? Uh, yeah, that would have had to have been from Dynamite. Really, Dynamite? the the only two companies that handle handle pulp characters and, in my opinion, handle pulp characters well are Dynamite and Moonstone. And Moonstone probably could use a little bit more help, but Dynamite does a really good job, I think, in handling these properties as effectively as they can without just yeah. taking a total dump on them. And notice I notice my phrasing oh, on certainly. those. Um, if well, anything, I don't feel like if anything. Uh, well, I guess it could be argued. I mean, I've stopped reading the um, Warlord Princess of Mars series because I don't think that they're paying that as good a justice as they did the first go around. Uh, Their Buck Mm -hmm. Rogers series was fine. Um, Their um, Flash Gordon series is fine. Um, But some of them I just don't get into. Yeah, Um, I I guess the uh, one thing that I like about this, at, at least root, root, root for the for the. Um, underdog kind of guy is Chris Roberson who left uh, DC comics kind of under protest. And now he gets to write all the characters that influenced the, the DC characters, you know, he's writing Batman, he's writing uh, the Superman equivalent. He's writing the, uh, the, the green arrow equivalent and all of this stuff. So he gets his, he kind of gets his little tweak of the nose. I feel in this. Uh, bottom line yeah, for
1: hopefully the defenders of the earth will show up and that'll be kind of cool.
0: Uh, they haven't uh, handled that property yet. Voltron may show up
1: The defenders of the earth
0: uh, for me. Bottom line. I really enjoyed these two two issues so far. I enjoyed this issue, even though there's some stumbling parts, not really thrilled with the art, um, not really thrilled that the Green Llama is there um i could have done it with 5 heroes that could have been it for me if they're throwing in 13 heroes i'll probably have a bigger problem as the issue goes as the series goes on but for right now i really enjoyed mass number 2 i say go pick it out it's out this week from dynamite entertainment i'm giving it 4 stars out of 5
1: i would say if you know these characters but don't have an encyclopedic knowledge and reverence for these characters this is good, because if you go in expecting the shadow to be the shadow from the original pulps written by old What's-His-Name, or at least, you know, written by many people pretending to be old What's-His-Name. Is that a Gibson?
0: Man, yes, Walter is. Gibson, yes.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he wrote all of them himself. I believe there that was is a, a pseudonym. I know that there was a, a that is pseudonym, a pseudonym, pseudonym. In place for the green yep. hornet.
0: All of those were pseudonyms. But
1: I think that the impetus for this book, as with many Alex Ross projects, is how incredibly awesome they all look together. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the cover that I have on this issue, the red cover mm-hmm. with the nine heroes, right. and the Green Hornets faceplate in the in the foreground, right. right? They look awesome together. Yeah. At so far in this story, I'm feeling like there's just a little too much familiar. Not necessarily cliche, but a little too much. Oh, and here's the corrupt government, and here's the bad stuff, and here's all these guys. And, you know, we've got characters who have inspired Batman and have inspired the spirit and have inspired these other characters in a story that feels a little pedestrian for me. It feels like a standard issue comic story. And that can certainly change. It's not a bad comic story by any means. Um, artistically, I like this issue better than issue one. But story-wise, it feels like I'm in the same boat. I'm going to go with, uh, above average, two and a half slices yeah. of Star.
0: People have always been waiting for us one. to totally disagree on books, and I think this is the first book where we totally disagree. Or, you know, have yeah, totally and, polar know, ideas good, of it.
1: Yeah, I think the Green Hornet got punked.
0: And, I and think he may have, and that's him. why I asked earlier if he, was, if he was always portrayed as this wimpy guy, uh, because that's how it he comes that? off in this book. Now, he does have the best line. I think he has the best line in the book where he's like, no matter where, you know, he basically has the uh, the Tom uh, Joe uh, line, you know, wherever there is a justice, I'll be yeah. there. Wherever there's a man being beaten, I'll be there. He'll wherever be there's there. hungry, I will be there. I mean, he has that line. And wherever part of.
1: Wherever furious changing into that skin tight costume, I'll be, be there.
0: You know, part of the part of my thinking. Now, this is all total speculation. Part of my thinking is, mm-hmm. remember, Britt Reed owns a newspaper, right? And this whole thing that leads up to his big statement is the fact that it's clear that in New York, the media has been bought out and is corrupt as well. So it wouldn't surprise me if we don't see Brit Reid's newspaper doing something to help the heroes.
1: And I think that part of the reason they use New York is to take everybody off their home turf, Mm -hmm. with the exception, I guess, of Wentworth, who was a New York vigilante. Again, I my spider knowledge is relatively limited. I know the
0: uh I know next really week Dan Slott's spider- gonna kill Spider-Man. Oh uh, no,
1: he's not. <laughs> the uh that spider uh serial that's available yeah, yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I know of the spider. That's
0: what that's what this spider is based on, is that one.
1: Well, visually. Yes. Ah, I do like soda. So I would say yeah, not a bad issue. I didn't like it as much as you.
0: Oh yeah, I'm. I'm, I, I, no, love I'm pulp, I love I love the pulp heroes. So I love pulp heroes. So I I, I kind of get into this kind of stuff. I like I like, I like the mystery men. I like the the cavalcade of costumed heroes. The
1: mystery man. I love the, the mystery, mystery men. men. The shoveler, the bowler. Yeah, yeah. Mister Furious. They, they're going to show up the in issue. Flaming
0: carrot. You you didn't know that they show up in issue twelve of this series.
1: Well, issue 12, I will come back and I'll be like, <laughs> look, it's the shoveler. Uh,
0: all right, listeners, what we want you to do is head over to Majorspoilers.com. Uh, you can share your thoughts of Mass 2 if you've read it. We've also got a feature that you've probably been checking out in all of the reviews over at Major Spoilers, and that is reader ratings, where you can give your star rating of a comic book or a, something that we are reviewing Uh, Every review has them. They're down at the bottom. That's why you read down towards the bottom. We can probably switch that up in the future. But uh, go down and check it out. Share your thoughts. Share your review. Share your uh, reactions to uh, this book or any other book over at Majorspoilers.com. Be sure to check the site out daily for uh, new and exciting things. And uh, while you're over there, click on some ads. Help us out that way. Or if you're going to uh, make a purchase, use the Amazon.com link gives us gives us a little something back all right Matthew I think that wraps it up for uh, this week's dueling review as we have teased for a couple of weeks now next week Dan slot goes into hiding he already should be going into hiding he's getting death threats the issue that is causing him to get death threats arrives on our post Christmas uh, doorstep. And Matthew and I are going to sit down and review Amazing Spider-Man number 700, The Death of Spider-Man, and The Introduction of the Superior Spider-Man. Superior. And then the Lord. Homo erectus Spider-Man. Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> and eventually, the, the uh, Porcelain Spider-Man.
0: That's all coming up next week on Dueling Reviews. The also, keep in mind...
1: Spider-Man.
0: Also, keep in mind, we don't have a normal Major Spoilers podcast next Wednesday because we uh, have a of the holiday. And we normally record on Tuesday. Matthew and I will be next Friday. Issue, what will that be? This is 484 four, is Friday. 485, 486. Issue 486 of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Matthew and I will be uh, diving into some reader mail. We will be listening to some Skype comments and uh, responding to that. So if you have any questions or comments or thoughts, send them our way. Podcast at Majorspoilers.com. All right, Matthew, thank you so much for sitting down and taking a look at masks. Are you going to pick up masks number three?
1: Oh, I work at a comic store. I'll certainly pick it up. (laughs) I may put it right back down.
0: I might put it on the shelf and put a $2.95 sticker price on it.
1: Uh, three and a quarter once I put that bag and board on her.
0: <laughs> Woohoo! All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to Dueling Reviews, and we will chat soon. Major spoilers. It's copyright 2012.